University photographer Jaron Wilkie had a big idea. For the longest time, I wanted to have like an athlete running through a piece of glass and be able to see slow motion as though that glass kind of breaks apart and flies away. And it's just been kind of one of those bucket list shots. You know, you kind of have to find the right moment, the right excuse to do it. Then, during the 2022 football season, that right moment arrived. We were releasing a new uniform, and it's this royal blue helmet, which is honestly, the royal blue helmet is so cool. So I thought, well, you know, if we wanted to focus on the helmet, maybe this is finally the opportunity for me to do this glass shoot. The ingredients were coming together. A wild idea? Check. A shiny new helmet? Check. Now for the last ingredient, the actual sheet of glass. This was a bit trickier. And of course, glass is not safe, so you can't really do glass. Right. So what about ice? As we were looking at ice, we realized how hard logistically that would be. Ice melts, it's heavy, it's hard to transport, it's hard to keep it frozen. And then the breakthrough idea. Somebody over at the culinary department said, well, why don't you look at sugar glass? It's super easy to make, it's stable, and it breaks like glass. Welcome to the Why Magazine podcast, bringing you ideas, stories, and voices from Brigham Young University. I'm Whitney Archibald, and in this episode, we get to talk to the creative mastermind behind the sugar glass photo shoot, university photographer Jaron Wilkie. You're actually probably already a fan of his work if you've ever seen any photos of candid campus life, sporting events, or photos from BYU research trips and BYU performing groups taken all over the world. Today, we're going to take a behind-the-scenes look at the way the BYU University Photography Office clicks. What's surprising is that given the sheer volume of fantastic photos they produce, this team is really small and really young. BYU Photo only has two full-time photographers, Jaron Wilkie and Nate Edwards, and the rest of the staff is made up of six to eight students. Students so accomplished that for the second year in a row, they just swept the photo competition for the University Photographers Association of America, or UPAA, with BYU student photographers winning first through fifth places in 2023. Jaron Wilkie and Nate Edwards each won several awards as well, including Best in Show for one of the sugar glass photos that we started talking about in the intro. And this year, the UPAA awarded its first-ever Student Photographer of the Year Award, which went to Brooklyn Kelson to recognize her portfolio of work. This success is no coincidence. Wilkie and Edwards have continued a long-standing tradition of hands-on mentorship and training that have been part of the department since before Wilkie himself was a student photographer. But before we talk about BYU Photo's approach to student mentorship, about some of Wilkie's favorite photo shoots, and even about some tips for taking our own photos, let's get back to football players running through sheets of glass. After Jaron Wilkie got the tip about sugar glass... I did what every smart photographer does, and I went right to YouTube to find out how to make sugar glass... And it was actually really simple. It's just sugar and caro syrup heated up to the right temperature. And what happens is the caro syrup keeps the sugar from recrystallizing. So that's why it can look like glass. So I just went to my oven and made kind of a, you know, 9 by 12 sheet of it, broke it and says, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. This is amazing. So uh, we brought a sheet into the studio and had one of my students break it over his head with slow motion uh, camera. And uh, we realized, (laughs) yeah, this is what's going to work. Yeah, not your typical day on the job, breaking glass over your head. <laughs> no, well, for a photographer, sometimes it is a normal day. Just, <laughs> so yeah, the only problem is, is we have to scale it up to much bigger piece. What, what I came up with is, is a, a very large sheet of, uh, of sheet metal that I kind of bent up the edges so that we can make a form out of. And then I, I cooked up 
a ton of sugar to make a sheet that's about four feet wide by three feet high. And that's, that's kind wow. of what we did a full scale test with. I wanted to prove that the concept would work. I was worried about that big of a sheet actually standing up on its own without shattering when you set it up. So we brought it into the studio, set it up, and I thought, this is it. This is my opportunity to be cool. And I put on a baseball helmet <laughs> the studio, and I ran through it. And we kind of, after seeing the footage, we're like, yes, this is what we were trying to make happen. This is going to work. So, Yeah, and you've got to tell me what that felt like, breaking through that glass. So it was just so cool. But it's, it's so <laughs> funny when you're standing there like on the edge. Okay, I'm going to run through this sheet of glass. And your brain is saying, don't be an idiot. Don't run through <laughs> And you're just telling yourself, no, it's okay. It won't hurt, probably. Uh, so, so finally, when you get the courage to actually do it, it's funny because there's a little bit of resistance and then it just, everything just explodes. And, it's, and you kind of, the awesome. loud crash of this glass breaking up. So I, I describe it as running through uh, wet drywall, and that's kind of what it is. There's a little bit of resistance, and then it just goes. But the funny thing is, is that shattering is just so loud. You hear it in your ears. It was it was pretty fun, actually. I really enjoyed it. That, that's so fun. That's great. So who were the lucky guys that got to actually run through it for the shoot? So we had a running back, Miles Davis, and linebacker, Pepe Tanavasa, who were the guys that got chosen to do it. And it was this was the week before uh, the Baylor game. And we didn't want anybody to know about the photo shoots. We told them they had to keep it quiet. We, we didn't allow them to take any cell phone pictures or anything. And we just kind of told them, you need to come to the studio and we're going to do something special. Uh, so when they, <laughs> when they got in, they kind of saw what it was. They were excited. They were excited to run through the glass. Oh, I bet. They really wanted to make a good photo. And I really was appreciative of how hard they worked to kind of get the exact pose. Uh, because, you know, we had four pieces of glass and that was it. We had to yeah. make sure that we got them right. So we, we actually spent a lot of time kind of working through the poses before the, them actually running through the glass uh, so that we could have the helmet straight on. We could see the why. The, the whole focus of this is, is trying to showcase that helmet. So trying to make them give us the best pose possible to make the helmet look cool. Which is so genius for the, the glass because the helmet is what breaks it. It's just, it just came together so beautifully. I love it. <laughs> it, it was, it was honestly so much fun and, and, you know, it, it's one of those things that there's so much work. People have no idea how much work it takes to actually pull a big, crazy photo shoot like this off. So when it actually works out, it's such a huge relief and it's so gratifying because, you know, that's what we love to do. We love to create things. One of these sugar glass photos will be featured in the summer 2023 issue of Y Magazine. So look for that in your mailbox or online at magazine.byu.edu. And you can see the photos in slow-mo video from the explosive photo shoot, plus a video of the whole process on the BYU Photo website. There's a link in this episode's show notes to go straight to the page. After hearing about the whole process behind this photo shoot, I wanted to know more about a team that would go to such great lengths to get the perfect shot. In true form, Jaron Wilkie invited photography student and BYU photo employee Donovan Kelly to join our conversation, so you'll hear Donovan chiming in too from time to time. I asked Jaron Wilkie about the scope of what BYU Photo does for the university. We're the university photographers for BYU, which means that we take all the pictures for most of the things that happen at BYU. We, we record the history. We document things that happen. We do news stories. We work on social media posts. That's amazing. And you are everywhere. You are on campus taking candids. You're in Cambodia. I saw pictures from your recent tour in the Philippines with Vocal Point. And you just returned from New Zealand. Is that correct? 
Yeah, in New Zealand and Tahiti with uh, Living Legends. So yeah, it's been a busy spring. You know, our motto is the world is our campus. And as photographers, it's our job to show that to the world. So we have to be there to take those pictures and show the great things that our students are doing in the world. A month and a half ago, I was in Nepal with a, with a research trip where they were documenting the life of migrant workers in Nepal at working at Burke factories and uh, taking pictures of that research. So there's been a lot of those kind of experiences I've been able to have, but a lot of it, you know, with performing groups and, and research trips especially. Yeah, you get a front row seat to all the cool things that are going on. It's amazing. I don't think people realize how many programs between study abroads and performing groups and, you know, internships and stuff, how many BYU students are out in the world during spring and summer and sharing the good. Uh, and it's really cool to be able to document that. What's remarkable to me is that I, I kind of expected a larger department. You pull all of this off with a pretty small group of people, and especially with students who are also busy going to school. Yeah, and, and that's, uh, again, that's something that's really unique. We kind of treat our students like full-time employees that can work 20 hours a week. There's so many pictures that need to be taken on this campus. We're, we're the visual historians of BYU. We feel that, that burden of showing the world what BYU is about and where BYU has such a, a huge mission to show the, the light to the world, right? And that we represent yeah. the church. We want to make sure that we're showcasing BYU in the best light possible, that we're taking the best pictures that show what we are and what we're about. So we have very high standards and we expect a lot from our students because the job is big. Yeah, I see Donovan nodding right there. <laughs> he's he's definitely feeling the expectations. Yeah, no, Jaren's spot on with that. I, I think a lot of us here feel the same way as the student employees that, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming, but, the, you know, like Jaren said, there's a job that needs to be done and they have enough trust in us to be able to execute and get the photos that the university needs. And it's it's a lot of fun. Well, and I know you have a very streamlined process in how you hire students and how you train them. Can you explain how you do that? Yeah, I, I mean, I started at BYU Photo as a photo student, and I went through this same process. Uh, Mark Philbrick hired me. He was the first university photographer at BYU. Started the office in oh. 1976. I was hired in 1998 as a student and actually working in the darkroom, printing black and white prints and stuff. And it's kind of been the same pattern. You know, you hire somebody when they're young and ready and willing to learn. And then, you know, the first few months, you're kind of an assistant. You're holding light stands on photo shoots. You're a second photographer on events. And you're getting constant feedback. Mark would sit down with me and go through my photo shoots with me every single photo and ask me questions. Wow. You know, Why'd you make this choice? What could you have done differently? And it was really good because photography is not something you learn in a classroom and photography is not something you learn by reading a book. Photography is something you learn by taking a lot of pictures and bad pictures at that and then trying to figure out how to make those bad pictures better. They're, the only way to learn photography is to shoot. So uh, we get our students taking pictures as soon as possible and then after every photo shoot, they come back, we sit down, we go through the photos with them, ask them what they did well, what they could do better, make goals for how they could improve the next time. And I just feel like that that mentorship is, is key to producing the results that we're getting because we need them to be up to speed of a full-time photographer so quickly. We invest a lot of time in the very front end of their employment, the first six months especially, to make sure that they have all of their questions answered, that they have any anxieties pushed aside so that they can create great work. 
You know, my goal is when they leave, when they leave BYU Photo, that they are capable of going and getting a full-time job as a photographer. That's my goal in, in our mentoring program. And that benefits them, but it also benefits BYU because then these students are, are performing at the level of a full-time photographer. And you see the results of that. Then I got sent on to a baseball game, I think my first three weeks being here. And I was told that that was not the norm, but I did it anyway. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, that, that learning process, it's a lot to deal with. It's like drinking from a fire hose. There's just so much information, so much to take in. Because the, the process here at BYU Photo is so streamlined. Jaron and Nate have done a great job of nailing down exactly how we need to do the job uh, to make BYU look as good as it does. And so to be able to kind of get up to speed on that takes a lot of work. And it takes a lot of going out and shooting and getting horrible photographs and coming back to Nate and Jaron <laughs> and saying, you know, what can I, what can I do? How, how are you guys getting these? How can I improve? What are your camera settings at? Where do I need to be? What should I look for? Um, and they do a great job of kind of just educating us on things that we could be thinking about in the moment to help us get the photographs that then the university needs. It's definitely a mentality of constant improvement. How can I get better? How can I get better? How can I get better? And I mean, I'm still there. I'm still trying to improve my photography. And I get feedback from these guys and say, okay, what do you guys think about this photo? What do you think I could do better? Because uh, photography is all about making a connection with somebody. When I take a yeah. picture, I want somebody to think or feel something. And so I need to get that feedback from real people so that I can improve my own skill set. I love that, how it's a two-way street, how you're kind of mentoring each other in a way. Absolutely. Once you think you're done and you've grown, you, you're, you're not going to grow anymore. You know, photography is a constant evolution. Nate and Jaron are great at mentoring us and helping us understand how to improve our photography. They're great at helping us understand what goes into making a great photograph and how we can pose it, how we can be in the right place at the right time, how we can be ready for those moments of emotion to help us kind of get to that level of being a full-time photographer by the time we leave. So, Jaron, what drew you to photography in the first place? So it's kind of um, funny because I never thought I'd be a photographer. I always thought I'd be huh. working at my dad's construction company or I'd be a businessman or something. Um, but to graduate high school, I had to take an art class, and I've never been an art person. So I had the choice of pottery or photography, and I didn't want to get my hands dirty. So I went into photography. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you, I was just in that dark room, you know, developing that first print. And I just thought, this is so amazing. You know, seeing the process of it was so cool. And, and the, the, the art of creation. And uh, just kind of fell in love with photography. So after my mission, I was at Salt Lake Community College. And the newspaper, I noticed they didn't have any pictures in the paper, which I thought was really odd. So I went into the f newspaper staff. And I'm like, hey, why don't you have any pictures? And they're like, well, we don't have a photographer this semester. And I'm like, well, I, I like taking pictures. Do you want me to be your photographer? And they gave me the keys to the darkroom. And that's kind of how I started my university photography journey. And I just yeah. loved it. I loved the variety of creation and everything. So when I transferred down to BYU, I kind of did the same thing. I went to the day of the universe and just said, hey, I'm, I love taking pictures. And they're like, oh, hey, here's an assignment. Go shoot this. And it, just the same thing, same experience. And after about a, three weeks of that, Mark Philbrick, the university photographer here, he just reached out to me and he had a position that was open and needed to be filled. So he called me in for an interview and I was hired. And honestly, I've been here since. Uh, as soon as I graduated, wow. I was uh, hired as staff and I, I love it. Love it. 
So Jaren, since you've been to so many photo shoots over the years, what are some of the most memorable photo shoots you've been part of? There are definitely lots of moments, you know, lots of special moments that I have, you know, things like Lavelle Edwards' final game, the win at Utah, you know, or the uh, Johnny Harlan catch to beat Utah in the football game, or a couple of years ago, we took 200 dancers and singers to China for the China Spectacular and being on the Great Wall with them. I think, you know, some of those intimate moments, you know, with, with President Hinckley as he was, you know, visiting with people on campus and and being with President Worthen as he's talked to ambassadors and presidents and kings. And I'm I'm kind of lucky that I get to be a fly in the wall for a lot of those amazing opportunities, yeah. a lot of those amazing moments and and to see those. But honestly, there's just there's so many, it's hard to even think. I, I, I'm very grateful that I've been able to kind of be a, a witness to the, the history of BYU over these last 25 years. Well, and we're grateful that you've witnessed them and captured them so well so that we can kind of feel like we were there too. It's a tough job, and it's a lot of work, and there's lots of nights and weekends, but it's also at the same time, like say, uh, we're seeing the history of the church here. Um, I feel like my job as a photographer is to be a witness, and with my camera, I represent all the people that cannot be there. If I'm at an event, I want to make sure that I'm capturing images that show the whole room so you can understand the, the space in which the photos are being taken. I want to take pictures of, you know, the small details of things that you wouldn't normally see, you know, like what's on the tablecloth. And then those moments of interaction and and I hope to convey those emotions in my photography that uh, people can can really have a sense of what, what happened and have a sense of, of the time and the space and the moment. And uh, that's something that we take very seriously here, that we want to make sure that we are we're con- accurately conveying what really happened. Oh, I, I just love getting like an inside view into this. And just browsing through, I've been uh, spending a lot of time on BYU Photos Exposure website, which is remarkable. I love that we can just browse through all these beautiful photos. But it feels like you capture so much emotion in these images. I think sometimes we look at these beautiful photographs and just take it for granted and don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of thought involved in, you know, again, trying to convey a thought or an emotion. Photography is really an interesting thing because it's an emotional reaction you're looking to have. You know, when I take a picture, I want you to think or feel something specific and the the techniques that I use in composition or lighting are are used to draw your attention to a certain part of the picture or to feel a certain emotion or feel a certain mood. All of those things are, are, are the tools that we use to convey that emotion. And I don't think people think about that, but we do. We spend a lot of time working on that and on how we can hone our skills, how we can hone our craft, that we can be better at communicating visually. And we live in a really interesting time because if you really think about it, the internet and social media, it's a visual medium of communication. And, you know, we're inundated by thousands and thousands of images every day. So I need, I need to create an image that will make you stop thumbing through your Instagram feed and, and think, right? We call it thumb stopping moments. I need (laughs) to have something that's creative and unique that stands out because I'm trying to draw attention to BYU or the church or a specific program or team, right? So 
that's why we put so much effort into creating high quality images because we need people to stop and take a moment and really want to learn more about who we are and what we are. Okay, so um, I'd love to go back to some of the mentorship because unfortunately not everybody gets to be part of BYU Photo, but it feels like a lot of the principles that you use to teach these student photographers apply to any kind of mentorship situation. So I'm wondering some of the things that you've learned about how to mentor students or really anybody. Yeah, I think I think the principles apply no matter what is the job, right? I feel like when you get feedback from your boss or your supervisor, if all the feedback you get is negative, it's going to be really hard to be motivated, right? And if all the feedback you get is positive, you're not going to seek to improve. So I feel like you need to have that mixture of, okay, what did you do well and what could you do better? And finding that balance, I think, is really important. And no matter what job, no matter what mentorship you're, you're involved in, you always need to recognize what you've done well and, and find ways to improve yourself. And that's, that's definitely one of the things that I would suggest to look at in any mentorship situation. I like that. Donovan, how has this mentorship approach been different from other jobs you've had or other experiences? I think one of the things that BYU Photo does really well in terms of mentoring us as student employees is the level of trust that they put on us. From day one, I was trained to ask questions and to go out and get photographs. And they they did not spend any time waiting to give me a camera. I mean, the first week I was there, I was helping assist on a shoot. I was putting up lights. I was looking at the equipment. Well, I was watching people take photographs and I was learning the process. And after each photo shoot, they turned to me and be like, okay, what did you learn? What did you see that was interesting? Uh, what can you apply? What can you learn from this experience? That's great. And, and you talked about going through photos. I mean, in this digital world, what, what are we talking? Like when you come back from, say, a sporting event, how many photos are you going through together? Oh, man, that's a lot. I think the most photographs I've ever shot at a sporting event was above 22,000. And that's because I had Whoa. four cameras set up in a bunch of different spots. And I went through all of them in a couple of days, right? So there's you come back from a sporting event with a lot of photographs. Uh, when I first started, I come back from a baseball game with probably four or 5,000 images. And I would sit down with Jaron or Nate, and they'd be scrolling through, and they'd sit there and they'd tell me, why didn't you take more? And I was like, I, I oh, took wow. 5,000. <laughs> Next time, I want you to come back with 6,000. And then the time after that, come back with 7,000. Right? You should always be taking pictures. Come back with a lot. And so they would sit down with me and they'd go through all of them. It wasn't just my, you know, my favorite, you know, top 50, top 100. They would go through all 5,000 with me. And they kind of like Jaron said, you know, they look at you and be like, okay, why'd you do this? Why are you, why are you positioned here? Why did you frame it this way? What settings are you using? You know, and they'd asking questions just to make sure that I'm aware of the choices that I'm making as I'm, taking those photographs. Yeah, let me just be clear. When Donovan shows up with 22,000 images, I'm not going to look through all of them. <laughs> That's what I'm going to watch. <laughs> and yet, you're looking at a lot of images every day with all these students. I, I can see how you could easily, like, know I want to spend my time doing other things, and yet you spend the time nurturing these students and training them, and I think that's a beautiful part of the program. That's the job. 
my job is to help put them in a place in a position for them to be successful. Yeah. Um, it just occurred to me that I'd love to get some advice for all the amateur photographers or just, you know, home photographers that we're, you know, we're just taking pictures on our phones. What are some of the like, at the simplest level, things that we can do to up our game to be able to communicate better through the photographs we take? Actually, there's a few really basic things I would suggest. First of all, backgrounds. Make sure you have a good, clean background because you can have a, a most amazing picture of your friend and if they're standing in it, and there's a trash can in the background, everybody's going to see the trash can, right? So yeah. p- be aware of what's in the background. I think that's maybe my most important tip to people trying to get better with photography. Another thing to do is, is you know, don't take every picture at standing height. You know, try different angles, maybe a lower angle or a higher angle, uh, maybe wider angle than you would normally do or, or zoomed in more. Because uh, you want to show people with your photography something different than they're going to see just by standing there. And we all take pictures at the same eye level height. And that's why yeah. we spend a lot of time as photographers on the ground with the camera on the ground or way up high shooting down. Trying to show people something different and unique because that will that will gather a lot of attention. I think on top of that too, something that I learned a lot coming to this job is the phrase to be intentional, to really understand why you're making the choices that you are. Me, and then you just got to get out and shoot. The only way you're going to get better is just by taking a huge amount of photos. You definitely don't need to take twenty two thousand, but uh, <laughs> the more the more you take, the better. And then being able to also find someone to give you feedback on that. The only real way to improve is to have someone tell you what's working and what's not working. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the most unique things about your program. And it really is an art, both giving and being able to receive feedback graciously on both sides. It's tough because you have to be humble enough to receive feedback and not get hurt, right? And. The, the way I approach it is, is our office takes around 2 million pictures a year, and I have right. yet to see a perfect one. There is always something you can improve. Once you think you've taken the perfect picture, you should just retire because you're done. And <laughs> I'm not done. I've got, a lot, I've got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of things I can improve upon. And being humble enough to have somebody you trust and respect give you feedback will help you improve not only in photography, but in any aspect of your life. Thank you for listening to the Y Magazine podcast. Spread the word to help us grow. And take some time this week to browse through the amazing photos from the BYU Photo team, including the full behind-the-scenes video of the Sugar Glass photo shoot at byufoto.exposure.co. There's a link in the show notes. This episode was produced by me, Whitney Archibald, with executive producer Denya Palmer. Mixing and mastering by Jarrett Davis.